Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another draft podcast on the Baseball America podcast feed. I'm Carlos Clauza, joined, as always, by Peter Flaherty. We're recording this mid-December in the midst of the Prospect Handbook editing process, so that's going on for us. Uh, Peter, what have you been up to? I know your Marlins chapter is in hand and turned in. Um, are you able to take a little bit of a break, or are you still focused on some things? I know recently on the site you you put out a piece on assistant coaches to know about in college baseball. That was cool to see, but what else you got going on these days? Yeah, so, I, well, on the in the same note as the prospect handbook, I, I was saying before we jumped on, I do not envy you at all because for those that don't know, Carlos has been – Re- reading literally nonstop through all these chapters, probably for the last, I don't know, however long. So I realized that in my one chapter, I had it pretty easy, but it was still a nice feeling to get it in. As Carlos said, I I turned in the um, the kind of assistant coaching hot board, just 10 assistant coaches that I'm a particular fan of and, and think that all of them have a shot at a high-level head coaching job in the future. Um, still rolling along with the freshman spotlight pieces and then – uh, I have a top 10 transfer piece that'll come out next Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, um, just five days down the road, but I dropped the, I think it was top 75, top 50 transfers in July or August, but this will be a more in-depth piece and more detailed report on the top 10. So I'm looking forward to, to, to writing those up and it, it should be another um, fun, fun little exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that one as well. Um, So today we are kind of circling back to an exercise we did a few weeks ago for our Thanksgiving pod when we built players uh, as best we could with the best tools in the college class. We're going to do the same exercise today, uh, but we're doing it with the high school class. And that presents a few few challenges, I would say. I mean, I don't (laughs) think this high school class is as highly regarded as the college class, just comparing them directly. Um, and I also think too, with the high school side, there's less data available. And so I think there's a lot more muddiness surrounding like the elite tools from the really good tools. Like it feels like there's not as clear of separation, or at least we don't have the numbers to instill any false confidence in the separation of tools here. Um, and so I, I found myself really struggling to, pick a clear winner in in most of these categories there are a number of players that i feel like have tools relatively similar to the other guys i have lined up now that that gives me options and it means that it's probably going to be hard peter for you to truly ruin my board here but i also think i i might just not feel as confident with the players that i took or that i take here as i did with the the college side we we posted our college players on twitter i think last last i checked the votes are coming in you were blowing me out of the water in in best pitcher voting, and I was I had a slight edge on on the best hitter voting. So maybe we can do another exercise where we're kind of splitting the vote and and each winning a little bit. I, I was gonna say I think it ended up as a split, which was nice to see. I it was it was fun watching the votes roll in, and and the the graphic was uh, that was cool getting it up there on social. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll just hop right in. Um, do you have any, uh, what did we do for pick order last time? Did we do a coin, a Google? Coin I think flip? we did a, a Google generated coin flip. Okay. And who went first? I don't remember. Oh, I actually forget who went you, first. Uh, you picked and I think you, you came up unlucky. And so I went first. So I think this time you should just go first. Oh man. Are you sure? Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm down to flip a coin again. Well, we can flip a coin, but I feel like the most fair way is just to give it to you this time. Oh, if you're going to hand it to me, especially for the for this exercise for I, high schoolers, I'll, th- I'll take you up on I it. I think that works because, again, you've been focusing mostly on the college players. You've done some work on the high school players, too. But I certainly spent more time actually watching these high school players. So I think it's only fair, both given our last exercise and just the amount of time we've each spent on, on these players. You, you should definitely take the first pick here. And <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate the, uh, the sympathy. I will say <laughs> that before getting into it, there are going to be no deep cuts on my end, like Sean Matson or Darian Pendergrass. So mm. uh, for those listening, it'll unfortunately be kind of chalky, but I have to go one, one and take PJ Morlando's hit tool. <sighs> <laughs> I, like I had to do it. Yeah. I was looking anywhere else to see if I could, if there was any justification for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. There's some hit tools that I like, Caleb Bonhamer especially. Um, he might be featured in a in a later tool for me, but I have to go with Orlando's hit tool. I think it's the best in the class. I think pretty clearly as well. Mm-hmm. Raked all summer. Um, excellent track record. It's a pretty interesting setup in the box with no stride, really strong base. Mm-hmm plus bat speed and barrel awareness. Um, it's it's just very clear that he knows what he's doing. It's a very mature approach. Um, and regardless, I think, of the positional murkiness surrounding his profile, um, people are, I think, going to be so confident in the offensive profile, particularly the hitting ability and the hit ability. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to last very long, probably not past the first tw- 20 or so picks. So I got to jump on it early. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a pick that makes a ton of sense. There are basically two categories where I I felt the separation between the first player and the next players was pretty convincing, and Orlando was one of those. I think that, I mean, the hit tool is the most important tool, really maybe of all 10 of these tools we're talking through. And just a quick reminder, for hitters, we're doing hit, power, run, field, and arm. And for pitchers, we're doing fastball, slider, curveball, changeup, and control. Um, So, yeah, that's a great pick to start it off with. I mean, pretty clearly i agree with you uh, best best pure hitter in the high school class just given his his track record um so i'm going to go towards a tool that i actually don't think is near the the top in terms of importance but i do think it's one of the only other areas where i feel reasonable about the separation uh, and so i'm going to go for the arm tool on my hitter and i'm going to take k to aaron um he's yep. he's a catcher out of texas um, at Perfect Games National Showcase, he had the best catcher velocity recorded, 90 miles per hour from behind the plate. He also had the best outfield velocity recorded, 102 miles per hour. It's like a definite 70, and you could maybe put an 80 grade on the arm strength. And it's not just pure arm strength. I think the, the ability to get rid of the ball and throw with accuracy with a quick exchange from behind the plate really sets him apart. I've talked to some scouts in recent weeks who are, are kind of racking their brains and trying to find the last catcher who just threw as effectively as Aaron Bide does. We've had some players that have massive arm strength. Uh, Adonis Guzman out of out of New York a few years ago, he had a cannon. But I think Aaron Bide's just arm action um, behind the plate is a little bit more efficient. The accuracy seems to be a little bit better. I mean, it's pretty 
routine for him to turn in like sub 1.85 pop times, which is pretty elite for a high school catcher. Um, and so I guess technically this is an arm behind the plate, but I think you could put it on anyone anywhere on the field and it would be an impact tool, even though, again, like arm strength, depending on the position, I don't think it's massively important, but I do I do feel pretty good about Aaron Bide versus whoever would have been number two for me here. So that's what I'm taking. Yeah, well, I that was my one one for that tool as well. You hit on him perfectly. It's a it's a double plus arm and also maybe a, a hint at uh, a later tool for me again. The defensive ability is also really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what you mentioned most is like he's not just letting it eat and it's not just a, a raw strong arm mm. and like it's it's very accurate um it's quick transfers behind the plate um that's a that's an excellent pick i'm trying to think of where to go next mm. i'm gonna take oh all right i i can't hold it up too long i just gotta do it um i'm gonna take dante nori's speed oh good um, one He's a, 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 a shorter outfielder from Michigan, really compact build. Um, he's going to be a little older at the draft. He's going to be over 19 and a half. He's also a really good hitter, um, and the defense is solid, but um, he is one of, if not maybe the best runner in the the, the high school class. He's turned in double-plus run times. Um, he's a great athlete, mm-hmm. and um, I, I – I, I just got to go. I, I got to get him. So, yeah, I like this one. He was also the the top player on my run tool category here. So I think that's a good pick. I mean, he had the best 60 yard dash time at PG national uh, when a number of players are running. So a decent pool of players that he's competing against. Uh, he also is like quick in short spaces and accelerates very quickly. So I think you're getting both top end speed and really good acceleration with Nori. And, and I agree with you. I think he's one of the best runners in the class. Uh, should make him a weapon on the bases in, in center field. I think that's a solid pick. All right, for my next one, uh, I am going to go towards... Let me go towards the control category. This seems to be a category that I like going towards quickly. Um, I think there's a lot of intriguing stuff in the high school class, but I do find that it's typically more rare to get pitchers that you feel confident in their touch and feel at this level a lot of these players are still learning their bodies and, and command so young is, is typically rare to see. One player who I feel like stands out in this area is Levi Sterling, a right-handed pitcher out of Notre Dame High School in California. He's a Texas commit. He's young for the class. He has a really smooth, easy delivery. It's a projectable frame, but just the way he moves on the mound, um, I think helps him repeat his delivery. The mechanics are pretty fluid. Uh, he, he's long been one of the better strike throwers in the class. I think he has good feel for the fastball, good feel for his curveball. He's shown some feel for a changeup as well. Um, so I just think the overall operation screams starter to me. And, and given the quality of his strikes that I've seen, I feel reasonably confident in him. Although there were a few interesting lefties uh, that I think I'm leaving on the table here that would have been good consolation prizes. But I'm going with Sterling for my pitcher's control. You, uh, that was one, two on my board for the command and control, mm. uh, was borderline one, one. I did some more digging on him, um, recently in the lead up to the episode, you, I think touched on it perfectly. Um, I really like how he moves on the mound. It's advanced command and control. Um, and I'm a big fan of these more polished and 
I, I think more mature in a, in a baseball sense way of these California prep guys, mm. um, particularly SoCal and um, he fits the billing. So that's a really good pick. I think next I, if I go three for the hitter, I'm kind of putting all my eggs in one basket for the hitter <laughs> and more or less conceding on the, the pitching side. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go to the pitching side and I'll take Joey Oki's slider. Mm. Um, it, it's, uh, it's funny. So my college pitcher is, has Brody Breck slider and Joey Oki goes to the same high school, Ankeny high school in Ankeny, Iowa as Brody Breck did. And, um, it's, it, it's a nasty sweeping slider with some depth from a lower arm slot. He throws it with conviction. Um, it's a high spin pitch with sharp break. Um, I think it's no doubt a plus pitch, um, maybe even a tick above plus. So, um, I, I, I'm going to take it off the board. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, I think I agree with you. It's got a chance to be, a plus slider. It's it's really impressive spin. I, I think I'm going to follow you here. I'm going to stay with breaking ball. Um, I'm going to go towards the curveball. When you went towards pitcher, I was worried you were going to take this player, and I'm I'm very happy that you didn't because this is another one that I felt reasonably good about. Um, I'm going to take William Schmidt's curveball. Uh, Schmidt is a right-handed pitcher out of Louisiana. He's an LSU commit. Um, not quite as young as Levi Sterling, but I don't really mind that at all. It's a great body. Uh, I think his feel for spin has been a separator for him for, for years now. It's a real hammer, top-to-bottom breaking ball, huge spin rates. He'll get it up to 3,000 RPM. It's both depth and hard, sharp breaking action, uh, kind of in the mid to upper 70s. It wouldn't shock me if he turned this into like a low 80s power curveball at the next level. I guess the one concern I would have is because it has so much depth and movement like whether or not it's a consistent end zone pitch will be a question for me at the next level i think i've become a little more skeptical about curveballs like this because they do seem to be more effective at the amateur level versus the pro ranks pro hitters are, are are much better at picking up on just the the movement of this pitch type but i think when we're looking at the category there are not a whole lot of other pitchers in the high school class that i feel as confident in just the field to spin and the consistency of the pitch shape for william schmidt um, for a curveball, I think it's a no doubt plus offering uh, when you're projecting on it moving forward, and, and maybe it's even better than that. So uh, I'll feel pretty good about getting Sterling's control and, and William Schmidt's uh, curveball for my pitcher. That's a great pick. Um, hmm. Okay. Again, it's tough to think of where to go. Um, I'm going to go back to my hitter, and I'm going to take – I'm going to take Charlie Bates's fielding ability. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I again, a, more, a polished Northern California kid. Um, I think that he's no doubt got the actions and the glove to stick at shortstop. Can't really talk about the arm here, I guess. Um, <laughs> but the actions itself, how he moves, um, he's got great instincts and, and great baseball sense. It's those it, those intangibles right there, I think, are, are more than enough to for my guy to stick at shortstop. Um, and I'm also pretty bullish on Charlie himself. So uh, I think he's a, a plus defender who will stick at shortstop in his own right, and I'll, I'll take his defensive chops. All right. I like that one. Uh, fielding is one where I had a lot of players that I couldn't really decide who I liked best, but I do think 
Charlie is just a, a buttery smooth defender. The actions look great. He, he makes all the plays. Uh, so I like that one quite a bit for you. I think you got a solid shortstop there. Uh, I'm debating on going between... So neither of us has taken power. Neither of us has taken fastball. Neither of us have, have taken a changeup. So I feel like I'm, I'm really obligated to go towards one of those categories. Um, again, like control, I'm a sucker for good changeups. I'm going to head towards that category. And I'm going to go with a left-hander because, as we all know, the left-handed changeups are just more fun than the righties. I'm going to take William Kirk's changeup. He is a New Jersey lefty committed to Virginia. Um, I think the, that maybe his changeup is his best secondary offering right now. It's a 77 to 80 mile per hour pitch. Consistently got good swing and miss against both lefties and righties. Uh, I like the the diving action of the pitch. I like his feel for the pitch. It's it's pretty common that you don't see high school pitchers throwing changeups frequently, and when they do, uh, the feel for it can be inconsistent at times. I thought Kirk's was one of the more advanced combios in the class. Um, his ability to locate it, mix it in, and just also the movement characteristics of the pitch make me feel comfortable in that being a, a solid average or above average weapon moving forward. So I'll take William Kirk's change up here. That's a good pick. Kirk's a guy that um, I... I've kind of been a become a fan of in the last mm-hmm. few months. He's a Northeast guy, um, had a really good showing at, at area code, especially in watching that video. I like how he moves on the mound. Yeah. I, I also considered him for control too. So I was going to say, I think that the strike throwing ability is definitely above average, um, mm-hmm. borderline plus, And you mentioned it. He, he turns over a changeup really well and has a great field of pitch. So um, that's a, that's another really strong pick. All right, my pitcher is very – my pitcher only has a slider right now. He's a one-pitch guy. So <laughs> this one's a little bit – the names are going to be rather vanilla for me. Um, but, oh, this is like I'm my excited tinkering. for this. This is my I'm, fantasy like tinkering coming I'm, in. I'm curious if you're going to go, go towards power or fastball as that's like one of the two that you can kind of get – the top player on your board without worrying neither of us have taken that but like you said you also have a lot of spots to fill with your your pitcher and i've literally just taken the the least useful tool of all the hitter tools so i've <laughs> I've abandoned my hitter at this point uh all righty all right i just gotta do it um <laughs> this definitely feels more painful for you than the college uh exercise peter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that there were there are more like board killers in here for me than like than on the college side. Mm. I I was more confident in my ability to pivot. Um, does the handed like the handedness of my pitcher? Where does that like does is that decided with my command and control? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I, I'm not positive. I'll just say you can make it whatever you want since it's pretty okay. pretty loose. You can you can do whatever you want here. You know what? All right, I'm gonna take a. I'm going to make my pitcher a lefty. I'm going to take Cam Caminiti's fastball. Oh, that was my top. I was really like not expecting that you would take that one. But I, for, for whatever reason, Cam Caminiti is like one of the top pitchers on our board. I thought that might be a sneaky fastball, but I love that pick. I think me making my pitcher a lefty is what sold it on, is what mm, yeah. um, sold it for me. If I can have a lefty up to 96 somehow throwing like with the slider shape of Joey Oki, um, <laughs> that's like a, a ridiculous arm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's it's 93 to 95. He's bumped he's bumped to six. Um, good run and ride at at the top of the zone. Um, plays especially well when elevated. 
And again, where I'm going to make my my pitcher a lefty, um, having a, a premium velo heater was a was a I, I think a logical play for me. And then even aside from the fastball, um, not to go too deep into Caminiti, but there's real two way ability there. Um, he's got two distinct breaking balls, and then he's also got a bigger curveball. Um, and and he, there's there's also some hit ability there at the plate. Um, but I think that he's probably best on the mound, which is where that where he'll get drafted and where he's mm-hmm. going to make his money. But um, I, I like his heater. Should I, do you want me to reveal the guy that I was like tinkering with or I'll do it after you take your, your, your high school. Fastball. Yeah, that works. You do it, save it after. Cause you, you, I might just take the guy you had next and we can get into it then. But I like the community <laughs> pick because there are pitchers that show harder velocity in small stretches than Caminiti, but I, there's something about either his release point or the angle of the pitch or the shape of the pitch that really helps it play up. I mean, this this is an overpowering fastball at the high school level. I mean, it, it's fairly common. You can get away with even like poor shaped fastballs at the high school level. If you just throw hard, you're going to get it by a lot of hitters anyways. But I think this is a, an awesome, pit, uh, awesome pick and awesome pitch. Uh, watching him and Jupiter just basically throw fastballs by everyone was a, a real joy to watch. And, and if Kim and Eddie can refine some of the secondaries next spring, I think he has really exciting upside. So I, I'm a big fan of this one. So I, I think I'm just going to go towards power here. I, I wanted you to take power because I kind of wanted to do a bit of a, a sleeper pick here. Um, and I'm kind of debating on whether or not I even want to still do that. Um, just because there's one fairly obvious name that we've already talked about who's off the board. I'm just kind of toggling a few of my data points here to to see if I want to change it. Uh, no, I think I'll just take the obvious one, um, get it off the board. I'm going to take PJ Morlando's power. Uh, you got him as the best hitter in the class. I mean, the fact that I'm taking him as best power as well kind of speaks to how highly we think of him here at... It, it reminds me of our podcast where we wondered if PJ Morlando was just like the best high school player in this class, just given the conviction in, in his hit and power tools. He showed monstrous raw power at the all-star game in the high school home run derby. Yeah. They gave those guys juice bats there, um, but he shows solid raw power, not solid. He shows plus raw power with wood bats in, in batting practice environments. He hits for power in game. He gets the power, Again, you mentioned his hitting setup. It's a little bit unusual with a, a wide stance and not much of a stride, but just the strength, the bat speed. Um, I think he still has more room to add muscle and power in the future. Uh, he puts together some of the, the loudest exit velocities in the class. So I feel good with PJ Morlando's, even if it's, again, it's not like the sexiest pick or, or the, the sneakiest pick, but I think the fact that it's the last category, I'm just going to take the guy I had in the number one spot, and that's Morlando. <laughs> you got to do it. And it's just how uh, I think Tyson neighbors was my fastball in your slider. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just, as you said, it, it, it speaks to more Lando's ability more than anything. There were other guys um, that I was considering and obviously I wasn't going to double up on more Lando, but I mean, as you said, it's, it's legit plus power. And I remember hearing about it when he was, I think it was the, the futures game and they did the high school home run derby. Yep. Um, I remember that, um, I think JJ. Yeah, JJ might have has been some there. good video on Twitter of him home And he was parking, but granted, it was at Coors. But I mean, still, you're talking about a high school kid Her, going um, upper tank on a pretty regular basis, which, I mean, that's Seattle, right? 
Oh yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think JJ bad. even said they were using metal compared to the wood bat of the, like the future stars guys, but I think the high school kids, Orlando specifically, hit, hit balls further than any of the pro guys did. So, gotcha. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, his power is very, very impressive. Um, I'm gonna go. This is a more vanilla name. I was trying to find someone less so. Like, you <laughs> did you take your arm strength yet for your player? For yeah, that was my first pick. I took Kidder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and I can go, go. I can run through them all if you need a refresher. No, I'm good. Time. I'm going to go with – because there were two guys I was debating here. Mm. Um, I'm going to take Connor Griffin's arm strength. Good one. Um, just because I, I this is more of a play to who my player is, and, and this is basically saying that – Connor Griffin will have the defensive ability to stick at shortstop and be viewed as a slam dunk shortstop. And if he was like, I mean, you're talking about a potential one, one guy. Um, but it's a, it's a no doubt plus arm. Um, I think he's been up to 96 or 97 from the outfield on top of his overall, just freakish tool set. Um, he's the, I think closest thing to a true five tool guy at the high school level. Um, it's plus power. His arm strength obviously is plus. Um, and he's also got some talent on the mound. He's up to, I think, 92, 93 with a, with a decent feel for spin. But the raw arm strength is really exciting here with Griffin on top of his freak athleticism, which I don't unfortunately get. Um, but the arm was, was too big to leave off the board. The other guy I was considering here, and I think that as the cycle has, has kind of played out a little bit, he's become more of a, not a sleeper name, just because he's been so famous for a long time. But um, I was going to take Andre Madunio's arm strength. Yep. Um, that you was another both, guy. Both was... the other two. I had three players written down for arm. It was Aaron Bide, Madunio, and Connor Griffin. So <laughs> Okay, good. Those were my three, too. So at least I know on those I was on the right track. Um, but he was up to 100 from the outfield, 98 on the mound, um, where he threw an inning in the, I think it was the PG All-American Classic. Hmm. Um, but again, the arm strength, it speaks for itself. So that was the other guy I was considering, but um figured i'd get griffin's arm um over at short with bates's defensive ability yeah i like that i also think it's interesting that we only have just now gotten to connor griffin who might be like the toolsiest player in the class um but i'm gonna double down on connor griffin because he does have a ton of tools to pick from i'm gonna take his run tool here um nice. you took dante nori i think connor griffin is also a double plus runner uh, i love his stride like it's a really long athletic gait uh, I, I think he's got a chance to offer impact speed defensively on the bases. I, I do think you probably have the edge in, in short area quickness and acceleration with Nori. Um, but I think we're looking at another 70 grade runner here with Griffin. And I'm I'm happy to stack that tool and, and double up on maybe the toolsiest player in the class here. Yeah, I, I, you meant like Nori's the more like quick, like explosive, almost like a a running back type where Griffin is that like freaky athlete like dk metcalf receiver type yeah um so that's a again that's a really strong pick and then okay so you have you have all of your tools for your hitter outside of power and then for your pitcher you need curveball change up and control yeah basically i need to fill out my pitcher um asap and for a curveball oh gosh this might be I, i might be alluding a little bit to who I was going to take as my other fastball. Um, I mean, this is more of a projection play. Um, 
I'm going to take Bryce Rayner's curveball. Mm, that's one I considered. I didn't have him on the list, but I, I think that's a great pick. He's, he might be the first curveball I thought of when I was just like uh, just thinking about it. And then I had two others that I put above him. But I, I think this is a really good pick. It's a pure projection play. Um, it, it's a split camp right now on whether or not um, he's a hitter or a pitcher. I personally lean towards him being a pitcher. Um, but he's an outstanding athlete on the mound. The fastball I was also considering as a projection play because I think that there is like upper 90s to triple digit upside if he <laughs> yeah. puts the bat down. I mean, he he was literally 95-96 in one inning while not really focusing on, on pitching in a short stint last summer. So you, I think you can project for more, but you don't have to project too much to get to a loud fastball with him. Yeah, so I, it's a it's a low high 80, high 70s, low 80s pitch right now. Um, big, big time depth with sharp downer break. Again, the pitch ability isn't really there at all with, with Rainer right now. Um, but again, it's a, it's a plus curveball in my mind. I'm, I'm more projecting on it than, than taking the now pitch. Um, but again, it'll flash big time depth at times with sharp downer break, um, high spin guy. And I, again, I think that for me, at least, if he goes PO, which he won't this spring, um, but eventually if he goes PO, there is big time upside here. I think that there are presently you can make the argument for for two plus pitches. Um, if he can add a third, that would be, um, you know, that would that would only enhance his arsenal that much more. But um, very fun prospect. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good one. Okay. So looking at my board here, I still need a hit tool for my hitter, a fielding tool, and then a fastball and a slider. Um, I think I'm going to do my fielding tool here. This is kind I'm, this is kind of a maybe overly com- complicated thought process for my fielding tool, but I'm going to take Ty Suthacene for fielding. Oh, nice. and, and my thought process is this. I think I think Suthacene is one of the most reliable and instinctual and steady defenders in the class. And in this exercise, I get to basically amplify that tool set uh, by taking just louder tools um, around him. So he now has has Kate Arambide's arm strength. He's got Connor Griffin's speed. So I think I've just made a more dynamic defender with Ty Suthacene's instincts and reliability. And that's really what I'm taking here. The fact that his actions are so clean and easy and the inter- internal clock is really advanced. Like he is a player that I feel like you would want to have on your team um, making the final play to secure like the win in a tight game. Like you would have all the confidence that Ty Suthacene would make that play. He's just a gamer. He always performs uh, in clutch situations. So I'm, I think there are more flashy defenders, although I don't want to sell him too short. Like he, he can be pretty flashy in his own right. Um, other candidates here for me were, were Trey Snyder, another shortstop who I saw good at the area code games, Manny Mirren, who was the shortstop for Team USA. And then I also thought about doubling up on, uh, on Kate Aaron Bide and just getting a, a pretty elite defensive catcher. But I think Ty Tzu, the scene is maybe a more interesting pick for me. And so I'm taking him. That's a great pick. He's uh, like you said, he he'll make every play that he's supposed to. He's a slow heartbeat type of kid, um, advanced polish and, in this exercise, which is fun, you can kind of enhance the other tools around mm. it. So, like, you're getting a, a sure-handed defender at shortstop with Aaron Bide's arm, Griffin's kind of long, quick strides, um, and athleticism. Um, that's a again, that that's a one-one guy if if mm. he's a real life player. So, um, I'm gonna round out my hitter. 
with and take raw power i again this one might be a little bit more um not like the i think less so an obvious pick i'm gonna take hunter Carnes's power um he's a catcher out of florida um he had a outstanding showing in jupiter this fall i i, I don't know if you caught him live or not i uh, did but i also didn't get any of his good looks like i he homered the first two days. I was like, "Oh, I gotta go see Hunter Carnes." I saw him. He had a few good ibs, but I didn't. I didn't see the loud Hunter Carnes that, like, if you look at his results, like, I, I didn't see his best moments. But it, it's kind of shocking because he doesn't look like a really powerful hitter. He has kind of this average build, but he either just has bat speed or really heavy hands. The ball jumps off his bat, uh, so I think this is a fun pick. Yeah, it's big time bat speed, and the impact is is it's pretty remarkable that he's able to generate. Um, I think he was popping one fifteens um, in, in Jupiter with wood, um, which is very loud. Um, but the other, another guy that I was considering here and, and I was actually really close to taking until I just spit out Carnes. Um, I was thinking of Aiden Harris as well. Um, third baseman out of Virginia um, also has in my mind, plus raw power. Um, great body at six, four, I think two fifteen. Yeah. Um, he was another one, but I'll take Carnes. The the impact's legit. Um, I'm betting on the bat speed here and um he's he's been able to get to it in game as well. Yeah. Those are those are good names. Um the other two that I had written down here were Andre Madugno, who we mentioned for arm strength, the um third baseman outfielder at IMG Academy. He's he's long had some of the best raw power. Another name that, that I was really debating on taking instead of PJ Morlando, just to be a, a little bit more interesting was Samuel Richardson, who is a third baseman uh, out of Mississippi. I think he also has some of the most shocking raw power in the class. Um, it, it's definitely power over hit, so I think that would have been a cool tool to take uh, in this exercise. So he, he's one maybe to, to keep an eye on who's not currently on our top 100, but fully expecting to be on, on the BA 500 as we expand the list. Um, so your, your player is wrapped up. You yes, have... my position guy is he is done. You've got PJ Orlando's hit tool, Hunter Carnes' power, Dante Norrie's speed, Charlie Bates' defensive ability, and Connor Griffin's arm. So you basically have created Bobby Witt Jr., uh, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's a great player. Um, okay, I'm just going to follow you then. I'm going to wrap up my hitter here. I went back and forth. I think I think you have the clear winner in the hit tool in PJ Orlando. If you'd asked me six months ago, I would have probably just taken Derek Curiel. Uh, but now I'm going to go with Carter Johnson. Um, who is a left-handed hitting shortstop. Uh, we have him kind of in the fringe first-round range on our board right now, right at the back. Um, he is out of Alabama. He's an Alabama commit. I, I think the swing is, is short and clean with good rhythm. He's very loose in the box. And this is maybe an odd pick for me because I have probably seen Derek Curiel hit more consistently than I've seen Carter Johnson um, hit in person, but I'm just going to trust the the scouts and the reporting uh, and, and really the industry's conviction in his hitting ability and, and acknowledge my information to asymmetry as well as just casting a little bit of doubt with, with what I saw with Derek Curiel this spring. If the, if the tool was approach only, I think I would happily take Curiel, um, but I'm just going to go with Carter Johnson. Uh, I think it's a chance for an above average hit tool. Um, decent sense of the strike zone kind of reminds me of maybe a 
like Colt Emerson type from a year ago, maybe. Uh, not the same body type, but that's sort of a hitter. So I'll, I'll take Carter Johnson here. And, and my hitter is Carter Johnson's hit tool, PJ Orlando's power, Connor Griffin's speed, Ty Suthasin's defensive ability, and Kader Embiid's arm strength. That's a big time guy, and and I'm glad you hit on Johnson and and um and brought him up because I know he's been one of the fastest risers and a and a big time helium name right now. So he's someone that I'm I'm very excited and looking forward to following. Um, and he's a he's a big time left handed bat. Yeah. Um. So now I'm I'm po. Um. I've got control and change up, and I'm like. It's like when you go to the doctor's office and you don't want to get like when you're little and you don't want to get a shot. Like I'm just <laughs> avoiding picking a changeup. Uh, that's like that was the one category I was really not looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think that tracks. I mean, again, in high school, you, you don't often see it. A lot of these guys who are the top pitchers in the class, like you throw hard, you got a good breaking ball, and, and using a changeup a lot of times is just giving the hitter a chance. So you really don't see them a ton. You often have to project a lot on high school changeups. So I get it, especially if you like weren't sitting on area codes like I was, you don't get the, a chance to see all of them. So it, it definitely is a, a more difficult tool. Um, Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm going to take, and again, this was, this might not be a name that people were expecting to see twice. And, and I might be kind of cheating my way out of it a little bit, but I'm going to take William Kirk's command and control. Yep. I like that. Um, it, it's impressive pitch ability from the left side. And I think when you combine that, with also and this is maybe a little bit easier to comp just given their handedness if i have that command and control with cam caminity's fastball it's only going to make it play up that much more from the left side and then also you're talking about the breaking ball duo of oki and rayner uh slider and curveball respectively i don't even know what that would look like from the left (laughs) side um but it would look maddox bruns (laughs) and especially with again with kirk's advanced um strike throwing ability it's only going to make that stuff play up that much more um and and i think that again he's got some of the more advanced pitchability in the class so i'm I'm happy taking that yeah i like that a lot Uh, i'm kind of going to follow your logic here and i'm going to take a tool that i think my command and control of levi sterling will help it really play up a lot and i'm going to go fastball here I'm going. You you took my number one player on the board, but now that I'm thinking about just the tool in isolation, I, I feel even better about this pick. I'll take Carson Wiggins fastball. Oh, um, nice. He's a big six foot five, two hundred ten pound right hander, the younger brother of Jackson Wiggins, um, who was a, a Cubs second round pick just in this past draft. Uh, Carson, I think, is probably more advanced at this stage than Jackson was at the same time. He averaged really ninety five miles per hour last summer. He's been up to ninety nine. It's a real power fastball. I think Wiggins probably is among the top players in the class just in terms of pure velocity alone. And if I'm able to get that velocity with Levi Sterling's control to really rein it in, um, I feel confident about it. I mean, Wiggins can be very iffy with the control and command depending on when you see him, but there's no doubting the power of the fastball. And if it's over the plate at all, like high school hitters don't really have much of a chance against it. And I think even at the next level, uh, it's a chance for a plus or better pitch. So Carson Wiggins fastball is is my second to last pick here, and and, and we'll go to you to round out your pitcher. I like that pick. I'm going to filibuster a little bit and talk about Wiggins' fastball, but uh, yeah, I know you mentioned it. Thunderous fastball and velo alone, it's above average, up to 98. Um, he takes after his brother with that big time arm strength and and, and thunderous heater. Uh, for my changeup and my last pick, this is the one 
that I think well while this one grades out as an above average or so, maybe it'll flash plus every now and again. This is a, a pick that I have 30 confidence in, um, <laughs> if not less. Uh, I'm going to take – I'll take Ryan Sloan's changeup. Mm. Um, he's a prep right-hander out of uh, York, Illinois. This was a guy I was, I was kind of just kicking around on Synergy in the lead-up to the podcast and – and really just kind of seeing who could turn over a changeup. And there weren't a ton of great ones that I saw. Hmm. Um, but Sloan's flash for me. Um, it's got some late tumbling life with a little bit of fade to the arm side. It doesn't really play that well off his fastball. There isn't much separation. Um, but I, I think with, again, where, like, I'm, I'm using the the logic of the game to kind of, like, to, to, to try and make me feel better about my pick, where I'm going to have, like, <laughs> Where, where if this guy is a no doubt starter with four pitches and this is kind of my fourth pitch where I can mm. dump in an average or an above average changeup, I'm fine with that. But um, it, it's it's I, I'm selling Ryan Sloan short. He's a he's a great prospect and, and the changeup is a is a is a viable offering at at this mm-hmm. stage in his development. So I'll take yeah. that. The other one I was considering for changeup was Chase Mobley, who's a right-handed pitcher out of Florida. Um, He's a guy that has decent fade, decent tumble separation from the fastball. It's a, it's a solid pitch, but I, I do think you're right. Like typically, there are more. This is certainly not like the uh, 2022 class where like Dylan Lesko and Brock Porter were two obvious like thunderous 70 grade changeups. Um, maybe not as as much electricity in that category as as we've had in the past. Um, but so you're all done. So your your pitcher is. Cam Caminiti's fastball, Joey Oki's slider, Bryce Rayner's curveball, Ryan Sloan's changeup, uh, all put together by William Kirk's control. I mean, that's a, that's a really good pitcher. And he's left-handed. You, you've made the note that he is left-handed. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's fair because you have two two pitchers here who are lefties. Um, so far, I only have one lefty, and I'm not going to add another one. So I guess I have to, I have, to have a right-hander with my pitcher. Um, my final tool that I need to fill out is slider. There are a number of, of pitches that I considered here. Um, Dylan Jordan, I considered, I think he has really electric field to spin. Connor Gatwood is a slider I considered, uh, but ultimately I'm going to go with Trey Gregory Alford, uh, for my slider and, and the separator for me between these other ones is just the, the consistency of the velocity and the end zone rate of this pitch compared to some of the other players that I was thinking of. Like it's a short late downer that, that just has a ton of power to it. Like uncommon power for a slider for a high school pitcher i mean gregory alford has also been up to 97 so it's not like he's just throwing his slider hard um, but just the power that you get from that pitch i think there have been some studies that suggest it's it's really hard to throw a bad slider if you're throwing it above 85 miles per hour and he is pretty consistently in the mid 80s and upper 80s i, I like the shape of the pitch i think it's going to allow him to put it in the zone consistently um, so it can be a good strike getter. It can be a, a miss pitch in zone and a chase pitch um, down and away if he's able to locate it to that quadrant consistently. But it was one of the more electric pitches that I got to see live. And then just looking at some of the data that we have available, some of the synergy video um, just gave me a little bit more conviction in that compared to some other ones. But um, that kind of wraps me up here. If you wanted to say anything about Gregory Alford specifically or, or my pitcher overall. Yeah, no, I, I like the pick of Gregory Alford. I'm 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 also happy you brought up the name because I, I think that it's a guy that as we go through the cycle is again has a chance to really pop. And I think again with what's what's gonna make the this this year's draft a lot of fun is I think that the 
the flexibility um, for really guys to pitch and play themselves to almost as high as they as you can think. Um, it it's going to make it a lot of fun. Now that's not to say everyone has like top ten, top twenty, even first round ceiling. Um, but there's a lot of flexibility in where they're currently slotted, both up or down. Um, but again, with Gregory Alfred, it's a, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way on the slider. It's a plus pitch, um, really sharp breaking action with some depth. Um, and he throws it with conviction. And, and I think that this was a point you brought up yesterday, um, actually in our Slack. And I, I found it to be really interesting was a pitcher's ability to draw swings Mm. and you hit on it with, with talking about his slider. Um, he's able to draw swings on it, which I think it's a it's a it's a very important underlying quality even uh, and it, it'll only enhance that mm. um the pitch shape itself and the traits so yeah um, that's a great pick all right so just to recap really quickly in case you guys have kind of lost track i'll, I'll go through peter's players then go through mine really quick uh Peter's hitter is PJ Merlando's hit tool, Hunter Carnes' power, Dante Norris' speed, Charlie Bates' fielding, and Connor Griffin's arm. His pitcher has Cam Caminiti's fastball, Joey Oki's slider, Bryce Rainer's curveball, Ryan Sloan's changeup, and William Kirk's control. My hitter has Carter Johnson's hit tool, PJ Merlando's power, Connor Griffin's speed, Ty Suthasin's fielding ability, and Cade Arambide's arm. Uh, my pitcher had, has Carson Wiggins' fastball, Trey Gregory Alford's slider, William Schmidt's curveball, William Kirk's changeup, and Levi Sterling's control. Uh, so I guess the big winners here are PJ Orlando, Connor Griffin, um, William Kirk. All are players who who are picked twice for two different tools. So uh, they'll be the tools winners for us. I am curious too. Now that we've done this exercise, every year we send around um, all Amer- preseason All America ballots to scouting directors. Our, our preseason All America teams are selected by the industry, which I think is cool. And we also include a best tools ballot. So I'm very curious to see which tools the industry lands on, and maybe if there are some names that that we didn't mention in either of these podcasts. Because especially on this high school side, I think, like you'd mentioned, it, it's a muddled group. There are a lot of players that are kind of overlapping in their skill sets and their tools. And I think there are a number of players you could pick. So I'm curious to see which names will pop there that maybe we didn't touch on as frequently. Um, but this was fun, Peter. How do, you, how do you feel after we have it wrapped up? Yeah, it was a ton of fun as always. I think exercises like this, um, they one, they're, they're exciting to, to go through and put together, but it'll also help me, especially on the high school side, um, in evaluating these guys and, and being able to go deeper on a lot of them in the lead up to this. So um, I think it's beneficial in more ways than one. Yeah. Hey, drafting is always fun. Um, made up drafts is, is a lot of the a lot of the excitement about all this stuff, like just thinking through the tools, thinking through the players, how you line them up. Like, and I agree with you entirely, even though it's a, a completely made up exercise and you can't just tack on tools in real life. It, it certainly helps you think through these players in maybe a different way that you wouldn't prior. And, and maybe we we highlighted some names that you guys listening weren't aware of, or, or maybe you're listening right now screaming about some player that we didn't take for some tool. Uh, and if that's the case, please let us know. Um, you can on Twitter. Peter is at Peter G Flaherty. I'm at Carlos A Colazzo. Uh, and if you also want to leave a review on the podcast to talk about how, how good or how bad you thought our drafts were, you can do that <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast. That would definitely help us out. If you have positive feedback to share, 
Um, and also I'd encourage you guys, if you enjoyed this conversation to subscribe to baseball America, if you haven't, we're rolling out top tens, uh, the prospect handbook that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. It's, it's kind of in the final stages of being put together. So you can order that through us directly. You'll get the digital version early in January. If you order through us, I think the physical product will also ship quicker to you if you order directly from us, but you can get it on Amazon as well, wherever you purchase it. We really appreciate the support. Um, and, and you guys just helping us do what we do. So any last comments, Peter, before we hop out of here? Yeah, that was one that was a pros pro segue into the Twitter <laughs> handle and, and handbook plug. Um, but no, this was, again, it was a, it was a, it was a great episode. I think, um, these types of, I guess, tools, drafts, snake drafts, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a, it's a fun exercise. And then as far as, what I'm working on, we alluded to at the beginning, top 10 transfers with pretty detailed reports. Um, there, It'll be out next Wednesday. Um, I, I think I'm going to continue along with the freshman spotlight piece, at least just until the end of next week. Um, they, I, they're fun to put together. Um, it helps me get a feel for who I think um, is going to be an impact guy in his, in his first year of college. Um, and I think also when it's a, a little bit of a slower time around the Christmas season. I know when I was a fan of BA and reading BA, um, I was always excited when, when they would put out stuff um, around the holidays to, to keep me interested. So um, I, I, I'm going to keep those going through next week, I think. Um, and then after that, it's kind of, it's crazy. But after the new year, you start to get into college preview, top 25s. Um, and then it, it, you really hit the ground running. Um, so that's, that's also on the horizon. Yeah, well said. Uh, I don't think I really have much to add. Just thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we will see you next time. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.